Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Sitting Together. My name is Kelsey Fox. And I'm Marcy Parker. We're convinced that sharing stories is a powerful thing, and that's what you'll hear on Sitting Together. Stories of ups and downs and mostly of God's faithfulness. We hope to encourage you, the women of Alliance, through other women of Alliance. So pull up a seat and join us as we sit together. Well, welcome back, everyone that's listening that's not here in this room with us. Um, Today, we have Jane Lonis on Sitting Together on the podcast, and um, we're going to get kind of to the heart of who you are in a little bit, but first, we have a question, and that is, when you were a child, what did you want to be when you grew up? Okay, well, um, I grew up in a very small little town in um, western Georgia called Pine Mountain. Okay. It's home of Callaway Gardens, which has been in Southern Living, so lots of people know where that is. Oh. But it still only has like two red lights, but yeah, we had two red lights, but we had a train going from Columbus to Atlanta, which I thought was cool. Yeah. And, um, but we lived a mile out, um, from town, which was in the country Mm -hmm. and, um, Every day, my brother and I, on a Saturday or summer, we would just get up. We couldn't wait to get on our bikes. We had no shoes. We had no sunscreen. We had <laughs> orange mercurochrome on our knees mm-hmm. and elbows from our previous uh, wrecks and scrapes and, you know, all the time. But what a gift to look back and go, we had such a carefree yeah. childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, we knew all of our neighbors. Mm-hmm. You know, we could be gone for hours and nobody worry. Yeah. We were down in the creek or whatever. Um, But I just, I loved nature and um, I loved animals. So if we were riding our bike and we'd see a dead animal or something, I would pull over and we'd have to have a funeral for it. And I would just cry. Or if we're out driving, you know, and see Mm -hmm. a stray dog, I'd say, Daddy, can I please... Can we please take that dog home? Of course, we couldn't take them all home. And um, so I just had this feeling that I wanted to be a vet. And um, even though we couldn't bring all these strays home, we lived on the corner in the country. Mm -hmm. And I think we got to pick out one. My brother picked out one puppy from a neighbor. But every other pet that we had, and that was many, uh, people left them in boxes at our house, wow. in a bag, in the ditch. Um, we never got to pick out our animals, but they came to us, mm-hmm. and we couldn't keep them all. We found homes. Yeah. But um, later, I mean, I just, I just had a, always had a heart for animals mm-hmm. and weak things, and I wanted to help them. But then, you know, when I realized how hard it was to become a vet and how much math. Was involved. I gave up that dream. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) but I love animals and glad they're so glad they're part of my life. Yeah, Um, that's fun. I like to talk for them too. Oh, Um, who doesn't? I feel like every animal needs a voice, right? That's right. And usually, I think they probably think I am. Like you totally have my voice wrong. Uh That's what I imagine. It's probably yeah, completely opposite. What I sound like. Mm -hmm. So, what kind of pets do you have today? actually have none so please pray oh. I, i've lost dudley my westie mm-hmm. in 2018 and then mm-hmm. our little stray dog that we well not not a stray dog but our adopted dog that we mm-hmm. got from the youngs before yeah. they went to papua new guinea she passed away oh. last year okay well yeah. actually 2019 yeah a year later mm-hmm. so i'm praying about that but 
I, I still talk for Dudley, and my granddaughters say, Bima, how come Dudley sounds just like we do when you talk for us? <laughs> so, well, I don't know. I've got to work on the variety of uh-huh. mm-hmm. Um But all that to say, that dream didn't come true, but down the road and across the creek, my grandmother lived. Okay. Um, when I was born, she was 70, and she had just broken her hip, and so she walked with crutches. She had this mm. elevated shoe because they mm. didn't have the great hip replacements they do now mm-hmm. um but we spent so much time over there at her house mm-hmm. because she didn't drive she was always mm-hmm. available she was always at home and she was always welcoming and so whether we were selling butter beans on the front porch helping in the garden picking up pecans making pepper relish Mm. taking the screens off the windows, putting them in the yard Ooh. to dry your mm. apples that we oh. sat on the porch oh and peeled for hours. In the front yard, of course. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> um, that was how we did it. But that is clever. all of that, that just hanging out with her and mm. doing daily life mm-hmm. stuff with mm-hmm. her and... You know, we'd have spiritual conversations as we're working. Um, You know, usually it was, well, the Lord will in or God will provide. Mm -hmm. It wasn't very preachy. It was just Mm -hmm. we went to church together and Mm -hmm. she would ask me about things like that. But um, she she made my clothes. She taught me how to sew, how to knit. And her most of what I learned from her was caught rather than taught just because mm-hmm. we did it together. Sure. And um, I don't think as a child that I realized this, but that was the desire of my heart is mm-hmm. just seeing seeing her um, do daily life, be industrious, mm-hmm. use what you have, be caring, make things for others, mm-hmm. minister in a domestic way, yeah. just spark something in me that has forever uh, just just been ignited, and God's just used that throughout my life. Mm-hmm. And it's really, you know, as a kid, I remember I just wanted to get married, have a family, mm-hmm. and have a um, just take care of them. Maybe live in a, in on a farm and have a garden and mm-hmm. do all that stuff, and just have a peaceful, loving mm-hmm. home. And mm-hmm. that's. That was just a deep desire ingrained in me, and I, I give her a ton of credit for that. I mean, I had a good family yeah. and lots of relatives that instill that as well, but that is a desire that did come true. Mm-hmm. So yes, it did. I'm very thankful for that. Yeah, they that's a, really neat. They live on a farm. Well, sort of. Sort of farm. They <laughs> have horses. You had farm. horses. We did. Did. Not anymore. Not anymore. Yeah, it's a lonely farm right now. Mm-hmm. We need some lab mm-hmm. out there. <laughs> That's funny. Maybe you need some pigs. Hmm. Oh, Kelsey has pigs at her house. They're not my pigs. They're not your pigs, but you have pigs at your house. I do coexist with them. Uh Yes. Um, So tell us about your family. So you have that now. You said you have like, you know, the desire of your heart in that way. So tell us about your family. Um, Okay. Well, Bobby and I have been married for 38 years. Um, He's a pediatrician here in Boone and we've been here 22 years Uh, so we have our son who is almost 37 
Um, in case you catch that little reference. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we can't wait for his birthday this year. It's coming <laughs> up in March. Um, and I have, he is married to Rachel, and they have four girls, Canaan, Eden, Shiloh, and Salem, wow. all names from the Bible. That's neat. And um, they, he, he's doing very well working with a nonprofit mm-hmm. organization that the company, the Chalmers Center that wrote When Helping Hurts. And he works oh, okay. with that ministry. Oh, where is that? Yeah, it's, it's in Chattanooga. Okay. Yes. And Lookout okay. Mountain. The, nice. The guys who started are professors at, at uh, Covenant. Mm-hmm. Economic professors. So okay, it's a neat job. And Melissa yeah. is thirty-two and is um, our roomie. She lives at mm-hmm. home with us, back at home after doing mission work for mm-hmm. three years for a while there. But um, she's working at the office as a translator and as a did all the in-house training for nursing um, there as a CNA and loves doing that job although her heart i think is still in el salvador Mm -hmm. and then caroline is a new mom uh newly married too in 2018 and has little dorothy and she and her husband scott live in youngsville Mm -hmm. okay so that's our family neat just a side note melissa i don't know if carolyn did or not but melissa mentored my oldest when she was in high school and Caroline worked with Amber. Worked with Amber, or my youngest. Sarah Smith. Yes. Remember they in had a high small school. Group. Yeah. Yes. So both of her girls that. have poured into mm. my girls. Yeah. So that's really learned neat. a lot from their mama. They did. Yeah. Who learned a lot from her grandma. That's right. And just, I love mm-hmm. that. I love that it just like trickles down over it generations. Does. And yes. Yeah. That's really neat. Mm-hmm. So you said you've been here 22 years. Is that right? Yes. In Boone. Mm-hmm. So how did you guys get connected? Like what brought you to Boone? How'd you come to ABF and get connected? Okay. Um, well, um, Bobby went to med school in Augusta, Georgia. Then we did residency for three years, pediatrics in Charlotte. Oh, okay. And when we lived in Charlotte, uh, Justin was two and a half, three. Mm-hmm. So we had to mm-hmm. come to Tweetsie Railroad. Oh, so yes. naturally. that's how we found out about Boone. Okay. And um, we moved to uh, Bainbridge, Georgia in 89 when Melissa was just um, not quite one. Justin was five. Um, And we were supposed to be there two years working out a a payback for a a loan for Mm -hmm. med school. Mm -hmm. It was kind of go to a rural area and repay your time and service. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, we ended up there nine years. So Caroline oh, wow. was born there and, um, it, it was just one of those little towns where the best thing about it was the people mm-hmm. and our church was wonderful. Um, and Bobby acted as he was an elder and he acted as a minister of music mm-hmm. for filling in for someone who passed away. Mm-hmm. But, Mainly, he worked because we, they could not seem to recruit mm-hmm. anybody to stay there very mm-hmm. long, and he just was very overworked. A couple of times, we'd try to leave town, have a locum tenum uh, for our vacation, and they would fall through, mm. and we would just have to tell the kids we can't oh, go. So uh, it, w- it was a hard time. We yeah. had people, mm-hmm. but they would leave. Mm-hmm. Um, it was two hours from the Gulf, and that was wonderful, but our hearts 
we just we kept coming back up here to camp mm-hmm. and okay. we just loved the mm-hmm. mountains mm-hmm. and so when our kids it was 96 uh and is that right yeah bobby's mom had passed away um Actually, she passed away the next year, but I think we went camping in 96 up Mm -hmm. here. And on the way, you know, we're getting ready to have, you know, just one more day. And the kids were like, do we have to go back to Bainbridge? Mm. (laughs) Hope nobody from Bainbridge is listening to this. (laughs) Anyway, um, and, and Bobby said, well, you never know. You know, we might check it out. So we looked through the phone book. We wrote down the name of Mm -hmm. Boone Pediatrics. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And just kind of tugged it away, and we're like, long shot, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. it's 10 hours away mm-hmm. from from Bainbridge. Um, so anyway, the next year, his mom passed away, and he was so busy, he couldn't even hit. By the time he got away and got there, he had like 10 minutes with her before she mm-hmm. died at the oh, hospital. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just a... I had had a wake-up call for a long time, but it was a wake-up call for him. Yeah. And... Um, so we decided to like just reach out to this area just Mm -hmm. it just kept coming up on Mm -hmm. in conversation yeah and he called and talked to dr adams Mm -hmm. dr zimmerman Mm -hmm. and they're like come for an interview and the lord just uh worked it out and wow and so we you know we just knew without a doubt this is where we're supposed to be and we definitely we're leaving a really good, good church. Mm-hmm. And we that was a high priority for our family yeah. because Justin was 14. Um, Melissa was about to be a fifth grader. Caroline was a first grader. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're all four years apart. So it was like, you know, schooling and all that. Well, we decided we're going to homeschool because homeschooling is big in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. So we went to the homeschool conference and prepared for that. But we knew... Plugging into a church family was going to be essential. Mm-hmm. So we had a lot of change mm-hmm. all at once, but, yeah. but, uh, and climate change too, which was a welcome change. Oh, yeah. Oh. Bainbridge is really hot. Oh, man. Um, but we came to Alliance because both of the doctors were members here at the time. Mm-hmm. And okay. we knew they spoke so highly of it that we wanted to check it out mm-hmm. and we loved it. And we said, Bobby said, well, we have to. We have to check out some other churches just to be fair. Mm-hmm. But the kids were like, when are we going back to Alliance? When are we going back to Alliance? Yeah. <laughs> and this was the Depot Street Alliance because okay. this was mm-hmm. uh, July of 98. So okay. when we moved here. And I think Scott and Tana had only mm-hmm. been here like a year. Yeah. So lots of folks that, mm-hmm. you know, are still here. Mm-hmm. We met. That's amazing. 22 years ago. That's so, amazing. I know. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. So you have really seen Alliance grow and change a lot yes. then mm-hmm. over that period of time. That's really neat. I'm sure to to kind of see some markers of what God's done and how he's yes. grown the Alliance. Heart, the heart has not changed, mm-hmm. though. Yeah. That mm-hmm. is that is the, the unity, the truth, and all the heartbeat of our church. Yeah has remained the mm-hmm. same. It's just grown in, in really good ways. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Something that doesn't always happen. Right. So No, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. God's faithful. He's yeah. Brought us through a lot. So. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm curious, what were the kids' reactions when you told them that you were moving <laughs> up here? Oh, 
They were so excited. Yeah, I'm sure. Yes. I That's mean, fun. even though our son was 14 and it's hard to leave your friends at that age, mm-hmm. he, he's a very outdoorsy guy and he was mm-hmm. so excited. I, I guess it was hardest for Caroline because she mm-hmm. just doesn't like change, but she's got some of the best friends ever yeah. here yeah. now. So mm-hmm. That's fun. Yeah. It was, it was like a dream come true. Yeah, I'm sure. God's very kind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for everyone to be excited to move. Yes, yes. I'm sure that's hard with kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard for one person or two people, so I right. can imagine with kids, for everyone to be on the same page is really... Well, they've been a huge mm-hmm. asset to Alliance over the years. Well, thank you. You've been involved in a lot of different ministries, a lot of different things. It's been a, and we appreciate a you. fun journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a few years ago, you um, were diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis. What has that taught you um, about God and how he's, um, how has it influenced your life? I know that whatever he allows in my life uh, is for a reason. I know it didn't take him by surprise. Mm -hmm. Um, I will, I'm going to back up just a little because I, Mm -hmm. I, it, the story of my caregiving kind of ties in yes. with yeah. part of my RA and mm-hmm. how I feel about it. Right. Um, I took care of my parents, well, my mom for nine years here in mm-hmm. our, at our home. Both my parents passed away here with us. Mm-hmm. Um, the two years leading up to that were, were almost harder because driving seven hours, mm-hmm. my dad found out he had Parkinson's. Mm-hmm. My mom already had mobility issues and he was taking care of her and just trying to navigate all that and homeschooling and be, them being so far away. Mm-hmm. My brother yeah. and sister-in-law were amazing. They lived 20 minutes away in another town, but mm-hmm. they both worked and did what they could, but, um, we just began to pray about it and um, knew that the day was coming when my dad would not be able to manage anymore. He sure. wasn't managing very well. Mm-hmm. And um, we started to, we had moved in our house in 2006, but we hadn't finished the basement. Mm-hmm. So we started working on finishing the basement as a place for them. Um, and my mom, she kept referring to it as the dungeon and did not want to come, made it very clear. Um, and this is might be a time to interject that my mom and I have not always had the greatest relationship, um, very, a very hard relationship. I'm much closer to my dad. We're more alike. Um, but looking back, I don't think as a kid, especially that my mom... She, she has some, had some mental Ill, illness issues. Mm-hmm. They weren't severe, but mm-hmm. she wouldn't address them and she wouldn't admit to them. Mm-hmm. And she therefore did nothing about them. Yeah. And it made for not very peaceful family life sure. in lots of ways. So over the years, I went through counseling and worked through a lot of that. And I really felt like I had forgiven her and um, not that she would have asked me because she didn't. Mm-hmm have any concept that she had done anything wrong or hurt us in any way really but um anyway I felt like all that was okay behind us and we could do this Mm -hmm. um so when my dad could no longer drive in 2009 we moved them up and thankfully he was lucid that first year and was able to enjoy Mm -hmm. um our dogs and Mm -hmm. being with the family and and the mountains and um 
could actually still walk up and down the stairs by himself, Mm -hmm. but he declined pretty rapidly and he passed away in in 2011. Um, And then mom was um, with us until 2018 and she grew, um, she was still very verbally difficult to deal with a Mm -hmm. lot, but um, as she got dementia and things, got worse and she became a bed patient and became under hospice care. Um, she, it sounds weird, but it was, it was the best thing that could have happened to her Hmm. because she no longer was, um, saying things that were mean heart, mean spirited. Mm -hmm. It was like, she kept going back in time Mm -hmm. to younger years Hmm. and just talking about family and, events and childhood and and all the caregivers loved her um she was easier to get along with and um i realized through all that tough time that 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 part what i was dreading the most was actually god just made it easier Mm -hmm. because that stress of of a sharp tongue and all of that stuff wasn't there anymore. Yeah. Uh, even though it was physically hard. Um, so thankful for Melissa and all of our caregivers. Mm-hmm. Um, but in all of that stress before that realization at the end that I, I needed all that time to really heal mm-hmm. and really, really forgive her and yeah. really love her. Mm-hmm. Like I loved her at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, God did a, a work in my heart, but I think the stress maybe was part of, mm-hmm. you know, and, and we all have a lot of stress in our lives mm-hmm. that we don't really attribute. Right. It kind of adds up though. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I handled it as good as I could have. Um, I think I would have layered on more help a little bit earlier on mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But, um, Whatever reason, for whatever reason, I got RA. Um, like I said, I know that God wasn't surprised, mm-hmm. and that He is going to use it for good in my life. And yeah. um, one reason I wanted to share about my grandmother um, is because whenever I think about her, she was by the time I mean all of this is happening and we're buddies and mm-hmm. she's 80 years old yeah and she's walks with crutches usually only one I wasn't supposed to tell um, <laughs> and I don't think of her as a crippled person yeah I think of her as as vibrant mm-hmm. and industrious and not and seeing challenges and just doing everything she could to handle life herself. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, she really didn't like to ask for even a ride or mm-hmm. <laughs> help with something because she was very independent. And, um, I mean, sometimes that can be, uh, we all need help, sure. but, yeah. um, she got to the point where she had asked me to put the bluing in her hair, you know, and all that fun <laughs> stuff. So we, we did those kind of things yeah. together, but, but, um, that just that just spoke volumes to me that mm-hmm. she did not consider herself handicapped in any way really yeah, right. she just did what what every day demanded mm-hmm. she did the next thing and she did it with grace and mm-hmm. with joy and 
looking forward to it. She kept sewing. She kept mm-hmm. doing everything she wanted to do mm-hmm. as much as possible. Wow. And I hope I can mm-hmm. do that well. Right. So. All right. I have a, a question off of something that you just said about your mother. And you said the relationship was hard. Um, how do we honor our moms or dads, whichever relationship is hard, um, when when it is hard? I mean, it, our flesh would want to just go quit or stop the relationship, especially when we're a little older. Um, we can't leave usually when we're 10, but when we're 23 or 20, you know, 53, how do we honor well in a biblical sense when it may be one-sided? Well, I think it took me a long time to learn how to do that. Um, I always loved my mom. Um, I didn't like her very much, (laughs) but I so desired. I had a friend who I'd go to her house and spend the night, and her mom was just amazing. You know, she was so kind to me, and they had a great relationship, always laughing, always shared everything. Mm -hmm. She was an only child, and that was probably a factor, but um, I desired that so much, you know, Mm -hmm. that I, I think that was just something that I just kept praying over and over that, Mm -hmm. that mom and I could be close. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I had great expectations when I went away to college and stuff that it would strengthen. I think it was good just to be apart. Mm -hmm. I think that helped, you know, when you come back home a little, there's, there's some absence there Mm -hmm. and appreciation and, um, so there were little strengthening times like that, but um, if I, you know, had a, a really prob- a big problem or something, she would not be the person I would call, mm-hmm. and that always just broke my heart. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I might call her and talk to her, mm-hmm. but um, it just never was it very sensitive or understanding or mm-hmm. not what she not always what she needed. Mm-hmm. Um, So, just in desiring her to be different for so, so long, I finally just had to say, Lord, this is the reality of a relationship. Um, Help me to just accept her for how she is, help her as much as I can, Mm -hmm. um, and just let things roll off my back, not go for the jugular every Mm -hmm. time we have (laughs) some kind of argument and just try to avoid the arguments Mm -hmm. and just uh, minister to her by I knew some of her love language you know was like she liked serving and like Mm -hmm. when I was there I just would clean for her do things for her Um, so those kind of things helped through the Mm -hmm. years and and God when you desire that it's the Holy Spirit that starts right. to change you and helps you to honor mm-hmm. Right, you can't muster it up mm-hmm. um, because of past hurts or mm-hmm. whatever. That's um, a good word. Mm-hmm. So that it, it was just a God, definitely a mm-hmm. God thing. And over yeah. time and, and it took, it took a long time mm-hmm. and it took on many different aspects. Cause yes. my, my brother and I used to say, I used to tell him, when mom and dad get old, 
I'm taking care of dad. You're taking care of mom. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he would say, okay. Because <laughs> they got along pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, but God, God's gracious and he just smoothed the road mm-hmm. out before me little by little having grand mm-hmm. having her as a grandmother yeah. mm-hmm. helped to um I saw her soften mm-hmm. and be more conscious of okay and the and the neat and the sweetest thing she ever said to me was um one time we had kind of had an argument and um she said but I will give you one thing she said your kids love you, mm-hmm. and I just think that's wonderful. Yeah, mom. And I said, "Well, Mama, I love you." And she said, "Oh, I know you do, but your kids—they love you." Mm-hmm. Like oh, she, she saw, saw a different, that, saw a difference. Yeah. That, that we weren't as close, and mm-hmm. that was her way of being yeah. able to say it. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that wow. was a lot to me. Yeah, that's I'm sure. That was very sweet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, my mom has RA, so I, um, I mean, obviously I don't understand personally, but I, I have seen how difficult it has been for her in a lot of ways. And so I'm curious what encouragement you have for people living with chronic pain. Well, I'm thankful that I don't have chronic pain uh, yet. I think Mm -hmm. I kind of caught it early because I some blood work Mm -hmm. showed elevated numbers and I started putting two and two together and checked it out and uh, was diagnosed in 2017. So, um, I'm still kind of new with wrapping my mind around it all. Um, I just, I guess the thing is to just do everything, um, that you can do to, improve your lifestyle by exercise mm-hmm. and eating better and um, taking care of yourself. I did not have a lot of self-care during all those caregiving sure. years, and mm-hmm. I think it just took a toll. Um, so stress, alleviating stress and giving yourself yeah. self-care and just um, asking the Lord for the strength to do each day and mm-hmm. also the the you know ability to accept the um the limitations and uh just you just have to just go ahead and do things mm-hmm. and not think well I don't want to schedule that trip because I might not be able to walk and mm-hmm. I don't want to ruin it for everybody you know that yeah. I mean I've told Bobby that and he's like we're not going to live like that. We're just mm-hmm. going to press on yeah. and take each day and mm-hmm. spend it, you know, and enjoy it as much as possible. And um, But there are different ways to manage pain, and mm-hmm. I hope that they check into all of those yeah. options. Because sure. I can't take a whole lot of medicines, so mm-hmm. uh, I don't. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. just, you know, getting a massage is amazing mm-hmm. or doing things for yourself that help also with Mm-hmm. Muscles and joint pain are good. Swim, the swimming pool has been mm. a huge blessing for me. Yeah. So, 
I've, I've joined a group of ladies called the Mermaids. Wonderful. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> That's awesome. That <laughs> is awesome. That's great advice. That is really yeah. great advice. Join oh. a group like the Mermaids. Yes. <laughs> no, I was talking about everything else that she said before that, but yes. I, yeah. But All joining the Mermaids does sound fun. It sounds very fun. <laughs> oh, we do have a merman too. That's great oh, too. Okay, okay good to know. The merman. Okay. Merman. <laughs> funny. <laughs> well, as we've talked, you've shared that you've lived here for 22 years and you've been involved in a lot of different ministries, um, here at Alliance, but one of them that you are involved with currently is our white rose ministry. If you are listening and you have not ever heard of our white rose ministry, it is a ministry to our older ladies that are, um, either widowed or, um, have been left alone by divorce. And so we, we choose to honor them and care for them. And we do that in many different ways, but you've been a big instrument in this ministry over the years. You've helped quite a bit in it. So why is it important for us to minister to them, um, these ladies and uh, what have you enjoyed the most about it? Well, I'd, I'd like to say I haven't been as involved as I wanted to be, but mm-hmm. I guess I could count mom at home yeah, absolutely. Um, as being one of the the widows that I did, I mm-hmm. was ministering to, um, and it, but it was something I could do mm-hmm. um, during that time, mm-hmm. phone calls and letters and stuff, and just seeing the ladies at church um, when I was, when I was here and not at home with mom, but um, I, I would go back to my Big Mama one more time because just... Is that what you called her? Yes. Oh, that's awesome. I love that name. Big Mama. That's awesome. I, I'm B-Ma. B-Ma. Okay. I, I, I own... I couldn't quite own the Big Mama too, as much as she could. Yeah. So I, I shortened it. Okay. That works. I didn't want to take her name either. Yeah. But um, anyway, um, I just... I had fun hanging out with her. I mean, mm-hmm. she was a widow before I was even born. Yeah. Um, and I just learned so much from her. Mm-hmm. I was drawn to her and I'm drawn to these ladies. Mm-hmm. And I, um, I know it can be very lonely to, mm-hmm. you know, be doing everything by yourself that you shared time with your spouse doing all those years. And some of them were married for a very long time. Yes. And, um, most of them um, that have been here a while were here when I started coming to Alliance. Mm-hmm. So I've known them. I knew their husbands. Right. And remember their relationship mm-hmm. uh, that they had. And that just makes it special, too, to know <laughs> yeah. that that I, you know, I would I would miss Max Dowell if he was gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and, and different ones. Yeah. I mean, um they had a great legacy together and right. now as widows i see them still walking mm-hmm. in that pathway they're still faithful at church yes. they're faithful yeah. in ministry mm-hmm. um many of them leave me in the dust with all the things that they're involved mm-hmm. with and i some of them i think well they're not so lonely and needy because they are still pretty active right um, so there's there's a variety of different reasons, mm-hmm. I guess, for the ministry. Mm-hmm. But um, I think they've rubbed off on us yes. way more than we've rubbed mm-hmm. off on them. I would agree. Marcy would agree. <laughs> anybody that's been a part of the ministry for a while would agree. Um, 
with that. But um, I just I just have a special place in my heart for them, and I think we have uh, much we can still learn from yes. them. And I want to be there for them and help them. I think especially this year. Yeah. Um, I'm sure the the streaming and all of that, all the mm-hmm. uh, emails and anything that we do for them has been so appreciated yes. because it is very isolating. Mm-hmm. So. And several of them have lost their husbands during this time in the last eight right. months. Mm-hmm. So we've unfortunately been growing in that area of women that are part of the White Rose Ministry. But, I mean, think about, I mean, you're already isolated enough and then you lose your spouse sure. exactly. or your husband and um, it is hard. So hard. they love phone calls. They love people to stop by and visit. Sure. They love. Yeah. And just recognizing like when I'm hearing you guys share about it, recognizing that they're such a big part of the church. They like, are. And they have lost someone that was really close to them, obviously. Uh-huh. And they're still a part of the church mm-hmm. and sort of, mm-hmm. you know, walking that road with them and grieving with them and still placing value right on them exactly right and, where they are and it is scriptural for us to care for oh, them absolutely yeah. and so just to you know when covid first hit um, we called them and said do you need groceries what do you need right if yeah. you can't go out let us know mm-hmm. we'll stop by and i know um, a couple of the women have taken and groceries over to some of them um that that don't have a car or they are um they just don't feel comfortable getting sure. out. Yeah. Um, so it's it's been neat to hear stories like that. that yeah. How I think those that are um, that are not the white rose ladies, those of us that are helping, mm-hmm. that we feel like we're ministering to them, and I used air quotes just then, <laughs> we're actually ministered to yeah. by oh, yeah. caring for them mm-hmm. because they yes. bless us. I mean, it is a blessing to sit and have lunch with them. Yeah. Um, one of the most, uh, sorry, I just kind of took over your interview, no. but um, one of the, the special things that I remember is a lunch that we had at your home and we asked the ladies to bring something that they treasured. Yes. Okay. Okay. That there were no fun. stipulations on what it was mm-hmm. that they had to bring, except they had to treasure it. Okay. And just the variety of things that they brought and you could just tell, I mean, it could be a picture of their husband. It could, um, was there a rock or a, a pendant or something? I mean, it, it were, they were things that they held value to these women. Yeah. It was just so sweet. Yes. That's very so, cool. But yeah, just getting to have lunch with them and I talking know. with them. Yes. So, so thank you for serving in that way. Yeah, that's oh, awesome. I really miss our times mm-hmm. together in person this year mm-hmm. very much with them. Me too. So the last question that we always ask is, um, you know, based on the title or the name of this podcast, Sitting Together, um, I've forgotten how we word the question. If you and a friend are sitting together at a table, yeah, what would you be eating and drinking? Thank you. Well, um, I love... Uh, breakfast, mm. brunch. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Speaking my language. Second breakfast. You mm-hmm. know, that, that's just good. <laughs> um, so being the Georgia girl, one of my favorite little breakfast things is to take a biscuit and cut it in half and slather it with lots of butter mm-hmm. and then toast it in the Ooh. oven low and slow. So that it's this kind of crispy, the modern day version would probably be like a scone, but this is more like, I made these as a kid. Yeah. 
and they were so yummy. I still mm. like them. You could put cheese on it if you want to or whatever, but you get this crunchy deliciousness and um, that with a bowl of delicious fruit, lots of berries, lots mm. of color, just fresh fruit, great cup of coffee and you know you can have hot tea or whatever else you want but to me that would be just a little comfort food yeah <laughs> sounds so good that sounds great i love biscuits what morning can we go over i don't know we should figure that out mm-hmm. i don't i don't make biscuits uh that much because we don't need to eat them that much sure. but, but they sure are good Mm-hmm. If we go somewhere like Bojangles, we save mm-hmm. our biscuit and then we toast it oh, the next morning. We smart. So we just need to go to Bojangles and get a bunch of donuts and go to her house and let her fix them for Wait, us. Did you say donuts? Did I say donuts? I meant biscuits. <laughs> and, and then we'll go by local lion and get some donuts. And these are not advertisements, by the way. No, not at all. That's great. Well, thanks so much for being here. Yes. I loved hearing about your story. Oh, yes, thank you so much. Thank you so much for asking me. I was very honored. Yeah. Very great. Well, I think a lot of people are going to be encouraged by this conversation and hearing yes, your story. Yes, they will be. And, and before we God end, glory. yes, to God be the glory. Before we end, I want to announce that this is going out on this next Monday. So on Thursday of this week, February 4th, we are starting Bible studies up. And yeah. I want to invite all the women to come out and join us as we study the amazing life of Jesus Christ. And so if you have not registered, you can go to our website to abfboon.org backslash upcoming and there'll be a little blurb on there about the bible study and a place to register so we would love to connect with you and we're going to do it in person or virtually so you have a choice okay so good love to have you all